0: Hello, I'm Mark Tucker. Hey there, I'm Alan Furstenberg, and we are Two Voice Devs. Two
1: Voice Devs. Hello,
0: Alan. Hello, Mark. How's your week been?
1: Oh, it's
0: good. It's been a good week. Good, I'm glad mostly. to hear that. <laughs> I'm mostly glad to hear that then. I've had a, How about you? A, a, I'm tired. I feel like I've been uh, doing a lot and constantly trying to catch up um so I'm I'm tired but uh can't really complain I guess status quo. All right. All right. It's a week. Good. It's a week. Oh, it's a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I you know your week I know you've been uh, you've been
1: busy at work on some some open source stuff recently. I have um there's a number of different things. But... There's a couple of them in process, but the one that I want to talk about today is called player generator player and,
0: generator okay
1: yeah and it's a it's a Jovo plugin and it's would be great for voice games we'll 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 kind of walk through um like how you would use it and kind of, and that will help you understand what it does and then i thought it would be kind of interesting to just since it's such a simple um simple plugin that uh would we'll take a look at behind the scenes of code. Like how would you write a Jovo plugin?
0: That may, you know that, that sounds like a plan. So um
1: so I guess let's dive in. Let's get to the code. All right. So-, so I think the good a good place to start here, Alan, would be to go to the Jovo marketplace because that is where all of the published um plugins for Jovo are. And these are for Jovo version four. Uh some of these are plugins that are <clears throat> released as part of the platform. So, if you want to look at the source code, you'd actually be going to the Jovo repository. And some of them are uh, ones that the community have contributed. So, um, I have a side uh, project uh, called Jovo Community. And that's where I release a lot of these uh, plugins and things for Jovo. And so, uh, the latest one that we're going to talk about today is if you come down here to the components and handlers, is this player generator.
0: Okay. And we've looked at several of these uh before you know so we've looked at the the badgerific one Um, we've looked at some of your community tools plugins right Um, you know the the next section output in cms we've looked at the the sanity integration so yeah we're we're getting familiar with the marketplace here
1: yeah so if we jump into the player generator uh this is uh the the page that I, i created for that the help page and then there's a link right here to the source code so that's where we'll go here in just a minute. But the idea with player generator is that when you have a game, you want to generate player profiles. You want to create some sort of a display name, um, and that could be like uh, um, Sly Fox 3221 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's ways that you can generate names and, and uh Depending on, I guess, how many people are, are doing this, there, there are different strategies, but you know, combining two words and a number will hopefully get to a point where things aren't gonna be colliding with other uh, other people. And it's not really this, this plugin's job to figure out if this and the whole system that you're using is a unique name or not. It's just a generator of names.
0: Okay, um, so that, that's and so, a good first so, thing to know.
1: Yeah, so something else is going to need to determine if this is, is unique in your system, if that's important to you, maybe maybe it's not important to you in, in your system, but um, <clears throat> so that's the first thing. There's also going to uh, generate uh, avatar URLs and uh, and I threw in a hex color as well. So okay. it's just a generator of values. Um, and so this is gonna tell you that it supports uh, Jovo version four, and there isn't anything in here that's specific to one platform. So any of the platforms that, Jovo supports, this will work in. And uh, there's also a life cycle. And if you click on this middleware, it will show you kind of the whole life cycle of the different places that you can plug in in the pipeline um, for a plugin. So there's and, a section-
0: And, and we've talked about the Jovo life cycle before. So, yeah. so folks who are interested in more detail
1: should should check some of those out. Yeah, and, and you can jump into this link and it will show you. But I I try to be clear on the plugins I write of like where this is getting plugged in so you know because um, this dialogue section is um, is when uh, you know you're at the point where you're going to hand it off to the handler and this is you know so typically in a handler is where you're going to you know plug um, have different plugins that are then going to be available uh, while you're in the handlers and that's that's kind of what we're looking at in this one. Um, there's a reason why I had it before dialogue start because I have some other plugins that are at dialogue start and I wanted to make sure that this plugin was there before these other plugins were there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, typical node stuff. So this is, uh, how you do an NPM install, um, for a player generator. And if you're, you know, this is how you add it to your code. Yeah. Just add it to your code. Uh, There's a section in your app where you've got your plugins listed and you're just going to new up a new player generator. And there are some config arguments um, in that. Which is the next section. (laughs) If we look at the config arguments, um, it's in two different sections, the display name and the avatar. So the settings that have to do with display name is there is an array called list one. And you're going to pick some random value from list one. And there's a list two, And so it's going to randomly pick some value from list two. And then if the suffix digits is zero, it's not going to append a number. But you can have a value up to five. And it will append a number up to five digits, a random number up to five digits. Sometimes you're in a system where you're using this display name, and there's a limitation on um, how, how big the player name can be. Now I try to keep in the in the list that I have because there's there's default lists for list one and list two. Um, and I try to keep it so that adding list one and list two and a four digit number with spaces in between is less than twenty five because um, one of the systems that I use has a requirement that the display name is no long no greater than twenty five. So what I've done is, um I've just added this this, you know sanity check- in here. And we'll talk about what happens if if this generated uh, name is greater than twenty five, um, and then this fallback is going to come into play if that happens. Uh-huh. Um, so those are all the settings for display name, and then for avatar, it's important to note um, you're handling the hosting the avatars someplace. Um, the only requirement is is that you tell me how many of them there are. And the URL has to include someplace where I can put this placeholder for index, which is going to be the number that's randomly generated mm-hmm. between, you know, zero and 49 in this case. So um, as long as you follow that, you know, you can have the images, whatever, this is just going to generate a, um, a random uh, image based on the number of avatars that are there.
0: Right. And so, so this is the sort of thing where if you've got something that, you know, can take a very large number and generate a large pattern, you would just set that up as the URL pattern for it with a very large count. But if you've, if you've got a fixed number of uh, character of of images that you have, this would be how you limit that. Okay.
1: Got it. All right. Makes sense. Talk. All right so let's go let's go into a little bit more detail and, and like I said before, this plugin doesn't really necessarily have anything directly to do with with voice you know you could see this happening in any type of game that you well, would have
0: you can, I mean you can see this happening in a lot of types of systems you know games certainly yeah. but you know for example, Google uses something similar to this when you've got a bunch of people who join a, a Google Doc anonymously. Oh you know so you you know you have anonymous rabbit and anonymous alligator and a bunch of other anonymous creatures joining and they're anonymous avatars so there there are lots of places both game related and non-game related where this yeah. makes sense and i can certainly see lots of different voice um environments that might need something you know some way to refer to somebody else consistently but anonymously
1: Yeah, so So I see that.
0: A generated pseudonymous, you know, I've never said this word, a generated pseudonymous
1: name. So let's take a look at, so this section right here is talking now specifically about these, uh, this setting. So list, um, it's required and you can set it to whatever you want through the configuration here. Um, But there is already a file in there that has over 150 strings. That are kind of like you know, adjectives or colors or or things like that. Something that would be in front of some sort of a noun, a noun which, which would be like to. an animal yeah. or an occupation or something like that. So the second list is two hundred and fifty. Uh, this talks about the the digits and the max length. And there's a little bit that's going on. Um, I have it set up so that it will automatically, if it if it hits something that's that's let's say that the default is twenty five. And uh, and it generates something that's longer than the twenty five. It's going to try ten different times to find something that's not twenty five. There's you know this is just really quick. It's just uh, randomly picking things. Uh, you know there's no API calls involved in this, so it's just uh, going to try to pick ten. If it doesn't succeed after ten, it's going to take whatever the fallback name is, and depending on if the suffix is set to zero or a number it's going to uh, optionally add the suffix digits onto that and then it's going to check the length again and if for some reason even that is greater than the length it's just going to truncate that so okay. it's not going to be it's not really a great solution um, well
0: but it it's a solution you know given that you need to fall back to something
1: something eventually. it makes a lot
0: of sense and and that I think is generally good guidance in general is you want to be able to fall back to something that still has a little bit of randomness to it um you know something that still falls back to sort of meet your needs in a worst case scenario um but is obviously not an you know an optimal scenario you said something a moment ago that i think is really important here and that's that um there is no network api call here
1: this is all done locally right right it's just random so so if this is if your voice skill is hosted inside of a Lambda, then it's just your, inside of your Lambda code, it's executing this, um, picking something, and then, uh, you know, if there's some other system involved that you're going to do, like a matching between the user that you have in Alexa, for example, with a user in some other system, like maybe you want some systems to do a leaderboard and you want to use that display name in the leaderboard then then that that's a separate thing, but this generator is just generating things locally.
0: Yep. Okay. So let's look at the avatar configuration.
1: Yeah. So 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 same basic thing is it's it's going to you you pick a count and you pick a pattern and it's going to replace whatever random number it generates based on the count into the place that you have index and that's the value that you get. Um, and if you you know if you, the default for this is just an empty string you you know you might have systems where you choose that you don't want to have an avatar and that's okay too okay so so, uh, so let's see how this these, gets used yeah so inside of uh jovo there's a jovo object that you have in the handler and that is 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 accessed via this so i created a um kind of a named um value called dollar sign player gen. So if I do this dot dollar sign player gen dot generate profile, then it's going to generate a profile that includes the display name, the avatar, and the color together. You can also, if you're using this in some other system, you can just say generate display name or generate avatar URL, and these will just return the strings uh, for each of these, or you can use it to generate a whole profile, which just calls these other ones. Okay. So that's... So that is the, the usage, um, any questions on that before we actually nope, di- I, dive into the to the code? As you said, it's pretty straightforward. Um, and so this will be good because it's it's pretty easy to kind of wrap your head around what's happening. Um, it's complicated enough to be interesting in taking a look at how you would write a Jovo plugin for this. Uh, so you can just jump to the code here which I've already have open here. So if you take a look at it, um, I'm using TypeScript. There is a main index. There's two classes, player generator. And if you notice in the code over here, when we were doing the uh, the, the install and configuration of it, uh, down here, that's the player generator class. That's kind of the main externally facing plugin itself. So that's that. And there's this other thing called Jobo player generator. And this is kind of the class that represents what is going to be exposed on that dollar sign player gen. So it's kind of like there's two different um, classes. So there's the class, the plugin itself, and then I've exposed dollar sign player gen um, is is this other object. So we'll see the the methods to actually generate the things here. Uh, This one's gonna be more boilerplate as far as setting up the plugin. In a configuration. And if you notice this data folder here, you will see the list of uh, display name one and two. So you'll see adorable, alive, amused, uh, combative, uh, and then and a hundred other lists. Yep. And a hundred other words, um, actor, badger, bat. So that's how, that's the, you know, no mystery on uh, where these lists are coming from. And you can replace them with whatever you want um, in your configuration. Um, so since this is the starting point, all we're doing is, um, we're grabbing the player, the Jovo player generator class, and this is how we expose it as dollar sign player gen. Um, so that makes Jovo be able to add that onto its object so you can access it. And we're just exporting anything from the other class, the player gen class. So that's how this, uh, generator gets exposed. Okay. So that's the main part. If we look at this is the the plugin part, which is kind of like the scaffolding of a plugin. So things, a lot of things are going to look the same. A number of different classes that we get from Jovo framework, um, including plugin and plugin config are kind of the two big ones to know there. Uh, We are going to import the Jovo player generator. And this is a gra- us grabbing our two name and Of course, lists. our list. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm defining a, an interface for our profile. So, the profile is going to include a display name and avatar URL and a color. Um, and here is our config. So, our player generator plugin config extends plugin config. And this just adds, this is the structure of our configuration. So, it's, a, it's got a display name and avatar, it's got list one, list two, and everything here is required. Um, so when we define this here, you will notice that down here inside of this plugin class, here is the get default value. So there's a place here that we get to set what the default values are for that plugin. Okay. Um, and so... Here is the class for the player generator, the plugin itself, and it's gonna extend the plugin class. um, And it's gonna be a plugin that handles player generator plugin config, which we defined here. And the main uh, class here or method here is um, mount. So this is what plugs us in this plugin into the lifecycle, those lifecycle events. So when when a plugin gets created, then this mount method gets called and so this is just a a check to make sure that um, that the, the parent of this plugin is is you know is something that's called handle request but this this plugin is a, a type that we can use for handlers is basically what it's saying
0: okay now it's interesting because this class doesn't have a constructor method itself defined itself Mm-mm. So it's just inheriting the default constructor from plugin, which takes yep. configuration. And in this case, it says it takes player generator plugin configuration,
1: right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So this is the part where we define where in the middleware this gets plugged in. So what happens is this this plugin gets registered and then the lifecycle cycle starts to hit and when it gets to this 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 particular life cycle it's going to say oh are there any plugins that are listening for this lifecycle event this middleware and at which point it's going to go ahead and call this function here so what this does is it says oh i'm going to create a new player generator passing it the config that this generator knows about and I'm going to assign it to Jovo Dollar Sign Player Gen. So that's how the, um, the you, you wire up whatever the class, the, the methods or properties or anything that are on this class to that Dollar Sign Player Gen uh, to be used later in your um, your handler code.
0: Okay, that makes sense. And then the rest um, of this is just some some configuration.
1: Yeah, checking. so some some configuration validation to make sure that suffix digits is less. If it's less than zero or greater than five, then you throw a Jovo error um, with some some details on the same thing if the, uh, I'm just making sure that the display name max length has to be at least five. Um, and that's it. That's all the configuration. So this is all, a lot of this is gonna be boilerplate. So, you know, depending on, um, you know, if, uh, what you, what you need for config, And depending on if you need something else here, um, some other interfaces, but everything, all of these are exported. So we're exporting this interface, we're exporting this uh, plugin config, and we're uh, exporting this uh, player generator all to the top level. So when you import that in this this module in, then you get access to all of those things. So the next part is going to be the actual implementation of um, of things. So uh, in this case, we're going to grab the profile info and the config from player generator, make that available in here. Um, I'm using the only library I'm importing in here is um, lodash.sample, which is gonna randomly select some value that's in an array. And when I knew of this class, I'm setting this uh, read only uh, config property. Basically, this is just a shortcut to creating a private variable called config, and then inside the constructor, assigning uh, this.config equals this. Uh,
0: so what's passed in? Config, yep.
1: The config that I pass in. So now this class has access to the config. So here is my generate profile. It's going to return a profile info, and it's going to return display name, and we're going to call this.generate display name avatar this that generate avatar url color this generate hex color simple simple but the reason why we can use player gen dot generate profile is because this is a class that exposes public uh methods that include that so mm-hmm. um the most complicated one is going to be this display name so i set just some value uh 10 for max uh the name some count um and some, you know, parts. So uh, depending on what what things you've got selected, if you're gonna do the generated number or not. Um, So here's here's the parts, I'm gonna do this at least, uh, you know, at least once. And uh, if the max length is greater than the configured max length, and I haven't tried 10 times yet, right? uh, Then it's going to do this again. So you're gonna get 10 tries before it falls back to this the second part here, uh, but all we're doing here is pushing to this array, uh, a random sample of something from this array, uh, and it's going to be an empty string if it can't, if for some reason that there's uh, th- this list, this array is empty, um, same thing with this one and uh, this generate padded number could return back uh, an empty string too, if uh, if the length is zero. So um, then it's just going to join those Parts together. And if for some reason something had a space on the end, it's going to trim those off. Um, So that's the first part. It's going to try to 10 times to get something that's that fits in with your max length. If it doesn't hit that, then it's going to uh, just use the fallback name and the generated number, which once again, this could be an empty string. Um, So it's going to join and trim those. And if for some reason it's still bigger than max length, that I'm just going to slice this off to up to max length. And uh, if for some reason it chopped it off uh, at, with a space on the end, well, we're going to remove that with trim. And now we have the name. Uh, Avatar URL is pretty easy because it's just going to randomly pick something from the, the count and just do a string replacement with this um, and mm-hmm. the, the, the pattern. We've got that. Hex number is kind of interesting. I found some uh, code online that. That was kind of an interesting way of doing this, but it's just randomly going to pick a number, and that's going to be between zero and one. Uh, but it's going to come out as zero point blah 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 blah. So we're going to convert that to a a string base sixteen, and since it still has a zero dot a zero dot on it, we're it going trims off the front. Trim, that's an interesting solution, front part, yeah. And then uh, and then throw on a hashtag on the beginning. So I'm like, huh, that's kind of an interesting one line solution to this. Sounds good to me. Um, Here's just a random uh, random function, you pass in some sort of a number uh, and it does the random stuff on it. And then this is the padding. Um, So if padding digits is equal, it's just going to return an empty string, otherwise it's going to, uh, Hmm. you know, figure out the max value. Um, In this case, um, like if it's four digits, it's going to be 10,000 minus one, which is 9999 randomly pick from there and it's gonna then pad anything else up to the number of digits. Um if it's less than like five digits and then then you pad that and that's it. That's the code. So um that so, is is the basic structure of a Jovo plugin.
0: So yeah as you said it's you know not terribly difficult code, but I think it's interesting to see exactly how those how how you make those hooks into Jovo. And and where different things get exposed and how they get exposed. So that was very interesting to see.
1: Yeah, and it's it's a pretty common pattern to have, um, you know, two different two different classes. One that's kind of represents the plugin and its configuration and kind of the boilerplate of a plugin, and the one that is the thing that's exposed. Now, you don't always expose something on this object. You know, like this dot player gen dollar sign player gen. You don't necessarily always do that um, but if you do then you'll you'll definitely need that second class um, in other cases you could just uh, like uh, with some of the the plugins that i've written for like nlus or, or things like that then you don't really need that second class because you're going to say at this point in time in the life cycle that i'm going to run this code and there's mm-hmm. usually a base class that's like the base nlu class and so by the time you get it, there is some sort of uh you know get text um function or something like that that will, will do something or get intense. I don't know exactly we'll have to you have to look at that uh closely, but there there's some basic structure. So you wouldn't necessarily need that second class because it's all just like I'm listening for this thing to happen in the lifecycle event, and I'm doing something and then I'm putting something on the Jovo object so that later somebody can pull that off the Jovo object. And in some cases, like in the case of NLUs and stuff, there's already a well-known defined, you know, dollar-selling yeah. object or location to put that, those values. It's okay. So,
0: Clever plugin, I, you know, certainly useful in a, in a wide range of applications. Um, and I think it was, it was very informative to see just how, you know, you. How you start making those hooks in Jova. So
1: yeah, and 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 this is this is uh, actually a lot of this this code came from when I did Snatchword, so because Snatchword has the ability to create players and has a leaderboard, and um, and what I had before for that is is I kind of merged a couple of things into one one plugin, and I decided as I was re-implementing this. That it might be useful to tease out this generator part from the the part that's actually going to be the next plugin, which I'm I'm in the process of writing, which is going to be a connection to PlayFab. So PlayFab is a system that allows you to uh, create players and uh, leaderboards and and lots and lots of other things. There's a whole bunch that it that it handles. And so I've got a place inside of the the. The playfab plugin where it says oh i want to log in and create an account so i need to i need a, a profile so i have like an uh, an on profile callback that when that happens i actually just then call this player generator to generate the profile and then it returns and sends that off to playfab so now playfab actually has that profile information stored there yeah. Um,
0: I I think one of the interesting things about this is probably I I can see a lot of people saying, well, you know, why do I need to generate a name when, you know, I can get the name via account linking, for example. mm -hmm. And I think one of the, the notable features of this is this means you don't need account linking or it lets you offer account linking as an additional feature. Right. But, you know, certainly it means that someone can just onboard and start using it immediately and you have a name to refer to them to. And then later you can say, look, if you don't want me to refer to you as, you know, green gopher2121, attach your account. Otherwise you're green gopher2121.
1: Yep. And you can even do some clever things like if you'd like to customize your name, you know, pay for this in app purchase and, you know, Here's here's the the you know the instructions on how to do that or or you know or whatnot. So, um, it, it it is a use case that you'll you'll see quite a bit. But you'll even see this kind of same pattern in mobile apps where you download a game and they want you to be able to jump right in and immediately play the game. Um, you know because you're, you're you're interested. You found this. You're like, hey, this is interesting. Let's play it. You down. You already spent some time downloading it, and you just want to get right into it, as opposed to okay, now you need to log in and give me this personal right. information. You know, the, you're like, I don't. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't even know if I like this thing or not.
0: Right. The less friction that we give people when they're just starting out, the better chances are that they're going to keep going. You know, yeah. if you give them a lot of friction, they're going to bail.
1: Yeah, so, and and I've seen I've seen this with Snatchword with people where. um you know some somebody's been playing Snatch for for a while and I'm and uh and I gave them the option I'm like hey you know you're really you're, you've been playing this a long time would you like to customize your name would you would you like to be something he was like no I'm really attached to such such and such you know some number and they're that they, they, they like that and so the, yeah. even you know even uh even if given the op- option sometimes uh just this generated player name is 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 something that somebody might want to keep a hold of
0: So this was informative. Thank you for for both sharing the code and for sharing a discussion about how how it was built and how it works. Thank you. You know, as always, and and this is on GitHub. So if people have find issues or or have things they want to add in, um, they can always open up an issue. Yep. Uh, And as always, you can find us on social media or leave comments below. I'd love to hear what people think and love to hear also, you know, this is, this is a good, what, third or fourth plugin that you've kind of pointed out to us on the show, Mark. So I'm really kind of curious, um, what other plugins do people see as valuable? And well, you know, has this inspired people to work on open source and plugins for Jovo or for other voice elements? So I'd, I'd love to hear people's thoughts on that as well.
1: Yeah, thank you, Ellen. And and kind of my bigger picture is I've these are things that I've done in games uh, or skills over time, uh, you know, through through my experience. And and I've always wanted to um, eventually get them to a point where they could be open sourced. So the the end goal here is I want to be able to have a starter game project for Jovo where within ten minutes you can download the project. Go to PlayFab, configure a few, a few things, and immediately start running. And you'll have a game that has uh, player profiles, leaderboards, badges, and you know some basic structure of how a game works. And you could just get off and going and uh, and and create. I'm just trying to remove as many roadblocks as possible yep. so people can create more games.
0: Okay, fantastic. So love to hear people's thoughts. Love to hear what people are doing with all of these. And, you know, we will discuss it another time on Two Voice Devs.
1: Two Voice Devs.
0: Thanks, Alan. Take care. Thanks, Mark. Have a great week.